Stand in faith. You know, I don't need to see it to believe it. Before you make a way, I'll stand in faith. Eyes on you. Always keep your eyes on, on God and uh, know that God, God will see you through, will open a way. But uh, you just got to keep your eyes on him. You got to keep your eyes on him. So let, let, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, I pray that your uh, Holy Spirit would move and uh, open hearts and minds. God, that uh, we'd realize how amazing you are and we'd recognize your power. Give us wisdom. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. I'll stand in faith, eyes on you. You know, that song, I don't know if you listened to it, but it's walk by faith for my breakthrough. You know, live by faith before he moves. I believe, I believe, I believe. You know, do you believe that? You know, Jesus said this. He says, all things are possible for the one who has what? Faith. I mean, you believe that? I, I, I know we hear it, and we maybe even say, oh, yeah, sure. But I don't think it totally registers with us and that we really grasp what Jesus is saying, that all things are possible for the one that has faith. You know, we've got to, got to get a grip on, on that. And so, you know, we're, we've been talking in this series uh, about how to expand our faith, how to develop a faith that, that takes us out of our comfort zone. And we're talking about a faith that we pursue that it might seem crazy until it's not. And so I've been encouraging everyone, let, let's go crazy you know, when it comes to our faith. And today's focus is standing in faith. You do not need to see it to believe it. And so before we kind of get into the topic, I want to ask you, how do you get stronger in faith? For, for some of you right now, you're thinking, well, I, I guess show up at church more often. And I would say, sure. Uh, that's, uh, that's a great thing to do. It's a great commitment to make, make church priority. You know, every weekend, no matter what's going on, it's like this is where I'm going to be. That, that's a good thing. Some of you may be going, well, I, I think I should pray more. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's a good thing to do. It's, a, it's not only a good practice, it helps you spiritually in your life. Some of you may go, well, maybe I, I need to read my Bible more. That will help. The fact is, spending a few minutes every day in God's Word, you allow God to speak into your life through Scripture, and it, and it strengthens you. Those are all good things to expand your faith. But if that's all that you needed in your life is praying, reading your Bible, and being at church regularly, why do so many people that, that attend church every weekend struggle. I mean, why, why do we suffer from what I would call a spiritual weakness in, in our lives? The, the fact is, faith, in many ways, it's, it's a tricky thing. It's complicated, and it is something that I found uh, very troubling early in my Christian walk. And in fact, I'll, I'll be honest, it was just frustrating to me. And 
so early in my walk, I, I would find myself thinking, okay, I've, I've, I have faith in God. You know, I, I believe in God. But I'd get frustrated in, in, in my life. And early on, I, I'd be like, okay, I love God. You know, I serve God. I serve a God who has unlimited power and might. I, I, when I read scripture, I, I read all these examples about people that God poured his power into their lives. And the Bible seemed to indicate to me that God was more than willing to infuse his believers with strength and power to face whatever. But then I think, why do, why do I feel so weak? Why, why do I fall so often? You know, why do I struggle with temptation, and I, not just once or twice, but over and over again? I mean, why, why do I doubt? You know, why do I, do, do I fail so often? In fact, why do I feel defeated? I mean, why don't I have more faith? Why don't I take more risks when it comes to following God if only I was stronger in my faith? Now, I have shared this before. It's a concept that I'm going to share again because it changed my life. It's something that has served me well for almost 40 years. And so before I explain it, what I want to do, I'm going to take us on kind of a uh, tour through Scripture. And here's, here's the promise. If, if you hang with me, there'll be a payoff at the end of this, okay? So we're going to start Egypt about the time of Exodus. The Israelites, they're, they're in slavery in Egypt, and God calls a guy by the name of Moses. He calls him to lead the people of Israel. He goes, he confronts Pharaoh with the word from God, let my people go. And after 10 plagues, Pharaoh kind of buckles. He tells the Israelites, get out of here. You know, hit the road. I'm done with you. And so they pack up their belongings and they head in the direction of Canaan. They're heading toward the promised land. Shortly after they leave, Pharaoh has a change of heart. And you see, he realizes that he's got an economic crisis on his hands because he's losing his labor. And so he calls the Egyptian, uh, I don't know if it was the National Guard in that day, but he says, bring the Israelites back. And in a matter of hours, the Egyptian army tracks down the Israelites, which to me isn't surprising because the, the children of Israel, they were a, at least a million people, possibly two million, elderly, children, animals. They're, they're moving at a snail's pace because they're carrying all their stuff. They look back, they realize that the army's coming. They realize what's happening. In front of them, they've got a sea that they can't cross, and behind them, this rapid approaching army. Well-trained, significantly well-armed. They're hemmed in. This is the making of a massacre. 
people freak out. Moses goes to God. He says, God, what do do we do? And, And God tells him. And so scripture says this. Moses said to the people, he's coming back with what God had told him, fear not. Stand firm. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to what? Go forward. Hmm. Israelites are afraid dire situation. Moses says, I talked to God. Everything's going to be okay. Stay calm. God's going to deliver us. You know, then, then he, he takes the orders and he says, look, I want you to start marching toward the sea and somewhere between here and the shoreline, you will see who God is You'll see the power of God. Fear not. Stand in faith. Keep moving forward. And as you move forward, in spite of your doubts, in spite of your fears, as you move forward in faith, in obedience, God will display his power. Now, one of the things that has helped me through the years, when I read scripture, I read a story like this, is I put myself in the story. And I want you to imagine for a moment, if you had been there, Moses has just delivered this news to you about what we're supposed to do, what would you have been thinking? Would you have bought into what Moses said? See, I think we want God's power a different way. I think we want a detailed plan. Some of you want a detailed plan with A, B, C, D, E. You want everything. That's how we want God's power, isn't it? When do you want God's power? Now, right now. We, we want it before the crisis, before the problem, before the edge. But God's power is accessed as they move forward. You know, as you sense that, that whisper that says, keep walking, keep trusting, keep moving forward. And as they reached the water's edge, God parts the water. And so they walk through on dry land. And, and Pharaoh's army, I mean, they get about halfway across, and God releases the water, quits holding it back, and all of Pharaoh's army drowns. God delivered exactly like God said he would, promised. So they experience God's strength, God's power as they move forward. Second stop on tour, very similar story, Joshua 3. Joshua takes over as leader. Moses has died. And the Israelites, well, they've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. You know, the Sinai Peninsula, Peninsula, they're just round and around they go. God says, today, today's the day that you get to go into the promised land. But the problem is the Jordan River's at flood stage. So think Mississippi River when it's at flood stage. God says, I want you to organize everybody. 
and we're going to start walking toward the raging water. He instructs the priests, they get to go first. <laughs> and they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant uh, at the front. It's, it was a symbol that God was with them, God's presence. And he says, okay, head them up. Let's move them out. Let's get going. And so imagine for a moment you're marching toward this raging water. Maybe, maybe you're fourth or fifth in line. The closer you get, I mean, you can see it's churning. It's swirling. It's out of control water. You probably think, I got a bad feeling about this one. I mean, this, this seems crazy to do this. Are you going to stand in faith? Are, are you going to trust God to speak to the waves, to the current? Are you going to push back the doubts and the fears? Are you going to walk by faith, move forward in obedience? Are you going to believe God? I mean, he said he would make a way, but when? You know, somewhere between here and the river's edge. Oh, no, uh-uh. This time God promises to display his power after they wade into it. Think about what that would be like. Scripture says the priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the master of the whole world, in the Jordan ahead of you. When they stepped into the water, and when they step into the water, it will stop. The river will stop flowing, and you will stand up in a heap. So they're walking toward the water. Now they're in the water. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine what it would be like? You know, you, you, you read the whole story. They get ankle deep in the churning water. They're, they're fighting to, to stay on, on their feet. But it's only till they're in and they're committed before the water stops, before the miracle. You know, God promised strength and power, and God delivered it as they moved forward. And I, I'm absolutely sure for those that got their feet in the water before it stopped, you know, they're trying, trying to make sure they don't go down or drowned. They're kind of like, whew, it's about time, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Let's jump to the New Testament. First recorded miracle. Jesus is at a wedding reception. Party planner, <laughs> miscalculated. They ran out of wine. Jesus instructs the, the servers. He says, you know, bring me six large containers. And we're talking big jars here. Bring them to me. Fill them with water. And then he says, pour some of the water into your glass and take it to the wine tasters. You imagine, these guys are probably looking, they're going, we're going to take water to the wine testers. Really? But scripture says along the way that Perrier became Chardonnay. Mm-mm. See, I'm seeing a pattern in Scripture. I'm seeing a pattern to stronger faith. 
would, would there have been a miracle that day if the servant had just stood there with the jar and said, yeah, I'm not moving. It's, it's water. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, still water. I'm still waiting. Still water. I am not taking this to the wine tester. I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, still waiting. Very different story, isn't it? One more. Luke 17. Ten guys have leprosy. They're, they're dying from it. Dreadful disease. These men see Jesus, and they know he's a miracle worker. And so they figure out between them that, hey, it's worth a try. And so they, they cry out to Jesus. They want to be healed. You know, Jesus, Son of God, heal us. Yep, there we go. All right, I'll stay still. <laughs> yeah. So they see Jesus, and they, they figure it's worth a try, okay? And, and they cry out to him. They go, we need a miracle. Luke records this. He says, Jesus looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. Priests were kind of like the uh, unofficial health department of the day. And so I want you to imagine these guys, they're kind of looking at one another, and they're like, wait a minute, let's get this straight. You want us to go into the city, a city that we're not allowed to go into, it's against the law for us to go in there and enter the city, and you want us to show ourselves to the priests and have them tell us what we already know is, I'm looking, nothing's changed, I've got leprosy. You can almost hear them kind of arguing with each other. Well, this is stupid. You know, I'm not going. Are you going? I mean, seriously. But I think somebody, one of them, must have spoke up and go, guys, something could happen between here and there. I mean, maybe Jesus is waiting to, to see if we have faith. I don't know about the rest of you. But I'm going, I have absolutely nothing to lose at this point. It seems as though they all bought the story. And scripture says, on their way, on their way, they were healed. You know, Jesus' power was released on the way as they were moving forward. And friends, scripture is clear. And it has taught me. My experience has taught me God is more than willing to in, intervene in our lives in a supernatural way, and it changes the way you live life. If you're willing to stand in faith, if you're willing to walk in obedience, you know, if you're willing to go in the direction 
that God calls you to go, there's power along the way as you move. You know, I I could share situation and story after story after story. Going to share one. Any of you that have been here a long time have have heard this before. But I I remember 19 years ago, extremely tough season in my ministry. And I was dealing with a lot of dissatisfaction. And there was a restlessness in my spirit. And honestly, I, I was confused why I was in the situation I was in. But I, I remember just, just ha- dealing with that, you know, and struggling through that. And God just began through the Holy Spirit to, to speak to me and, and to press me. And uh, it, it was very, very confusing, okay? Very confusing time. And I was overwhelmed kind of hit the wall, and honestly, was weak, tired. And when I hit that point, I always know what to do, and I unplug. I unplug, I tune everything out, and I always turn to my favorite scripture, be still and know that I'm God. I'm exalted among the nation, exalted among the earth, and just allow God to speak to my heart, my mind, my soul. And I could sense God leading me. It, it was really almost irresistible. Just I, I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, it's time. It's time to move. Which, for me, it meant stepping away from security, vocationally, financially, multiple, multiple fronts. Some of my colleagues and friends, good friends, they're like, yeah, that's crazy. Take the safe road. Take the safe road, damn it. And I, I'm going to say something here. When God calls you to do whatever or to quit doing something, Satan will do whatever he can to create doubt even through close friends, all right? When you're weak and tired and frustrated, coasting sounds easier. It definitely appears safer than moving forward and listening to the Holy Spirit saying, trust God this way, this way, keep going. I did not know what the future held. I didn't know where God was leading. But I'm absolutely clear about what obedience to God means. So I let go of the security. And I just trusted God. The only thing that was clear to me was next step. And as I took that step, then the next step became clear. And each step, I, I started finding strength. The future started coming into focus, not rapidly, but it started coming into focus. And get this, God's working in other people, same way. And as we followed in obedience, we found strength. 
And what happened over the next few months, I mean, it, it was a God thing. You know, faith fellowship's born. What seemed crazy at the time, today in this season, it's not crazy, it's faith. It's only crazy, friends, until it happens. You know, I think about everybody who stepped out in faith. I mean, we could have missed this all if we had not listened to the Holy Spirit, if we had given up because we were too tired or too weak, you know, if we would, would have settled for that safe faith instead of crazy faith, if we wouldn't have trusted God, you know, wouldn't have been obedient, wouldn't have taken the first step and the second step and the third step, and I have no idea how many steps we've taken at this point, we would have missed it. And I've said before, when I look at Faith Fellowship today, I think about the lives we've changed over, over our history, I'm blown away. I am blown away. Whatever you're going through, stand in faith. Have crazy faith. Trust God. As you start moving forward here, you got to move forward in obedience, in faith, as you move in the general direction of what God's calling you to, you find strength. There's power along the way. I mean, some of you are facing difficult situations. They're going to require some difficult decisions on your part. And I know some of you are hoping that, well, maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe, maybe everything will just take care of itself. You know, some of you are waiting, you're waiting for this sudden uh, kind of dose of courage, you know, infusion of power. And I don't want to bust your bubble today. But I do not think you're going to experience that burst of power or surge in your life this is just my assessment. God's power is not coming to you while you sit on the couch waiting. In fact, I'll take this further. If you're waiting for strength, I can almost guarantee you things will get worse. Instead of sitting on the couch waiting waiting for something to happen, waiting for power to enter your life before you, you make any move, I suggest you get off the couch and you start walking in the direction that you know that God's calling you to go. You know, somewhere, see, somewhere along the way, as you move forward in faith, as you move toward what God's calling you to do, God will provide the power, but it's along the way. You, you, you find the strength to do what it is you need to do, but you've got to stand in faith. You've got to move forward. If you don't move, no power. See, I don't know what decision you've got. I don't know what you're facing. But I know this, 
If you sit on the couch thinking, well, I'm just not strong enough. I just can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. This is, I'm just not going to be able to make it happen. If you're waiting for a dose of courage and strength to, to start you on the journey, you will still be waiting a year from now, maybe years from now. Quit waiting. Quit waiting for some miraculous fix. Quit waiting for some easy, no risk, no sweat option. Stand in faith, stand strong, and start moving in a direction that God's calling you to move. And God will infuse you with strength that you need. And get this, if you just start taking a step, you actually will get stronger and stronger and stronger as you move forward. God unleashes that power, but it's along the way. It's along the way. Today's the day. Today's the day. You take that step. Not tomorrow, not next week. Today's the day. Let's go crazy Stand in faith, move forward in faith. It's crazy faith. You got something today? Some barrier? Something you can't get past? Stand in faith and move forward. Stand in faith and move forward. Here's a promise, because I absolutely know. God will provide power along the way. It won't be maybe immediate. You may have to wait in a bit. But at some point, God will give you the power to do what you got to do. So let's stand and have a word of prayer together. Our holy God. I know there are some here today that um, the obstacle's big. The situation's overwhelming. In fact, I know there are some that are kind of paralyzed. that They don't even know what to do. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper this way. Move this way. God, help us to stand in faith. Help us to be obedient, to just take a step in the right direction. God, I also know there are many here that would give testimony to what you've done in their life. And God, I pray that they would uh, share that freely with those around them that are struggling, that are facing problems, that they would be words of hope, encouragement. God, I know you see us. I know you see what we're going through. God, we put our faith in you. We put our hope in you. That you can see us through. God, we praise you for your greatness, 
who you are, your kindness, your goodness. And God, we thank you for the power you give us along the way. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, let's worship God.